Hello and welcome to the Dykema Washington Update. I'm Jim Brandell and with me is Andy Buchek from the Dykema Government Policy uh, Offices. Thank you for joining us this month. Today we're going to talk about what's going on in Washington, all things in Congress as well as the executive branch, and then do our monthly outlook for the upcoming November elections. So let's kick it off, Andy. We are um, at the end of July and uh, starting August. What's been going on in, in Congress at this point? Well, to this point, Congress has been trying to get through a series of issues before they take a break for the August recess. Well, I guess before the House takes a break for the August recess, because the Senate is going to stick around. So in the in the House of Representatives, before they left town, um, they made the best efforts to get through a number of appropriations bills. They passed some conference reports, but there are a number of unfinished bills that are going to be waiting for them when they come back after Labor Day. So yeah, there's several things that are must pass as people like to categorize that have <clears throat> expiration dates at the end of the fiscal year coming up. Um, so there's a number of those that um, that are still kind of out there. Obviously, appropriations is one of them, which we'll get to. But some of the, the big things um, out there are uh, the FAA bill. Is that correct? Correct. FAA reauthorization. There's a farm bill out there. Um, the, the, the National Defense Authorization Act. I think we're waiting now on uh, the Senate to pass before it goes to the president for his signature. That's right. And I think higher ed expires this year as well. And we'll need uh, some type of extension to keep all of the major education programs and higher education funding programs in place. So, so there's actually um, a lot still on the Congress's plate that they need to accomplish before the end of the fiscal year, let alone the appropriations. So let's let's turn to appropriations. So with that, um, despite all of the, the media attention on a lot of the, the bad news potentially going on in Washington from time to time, it, it looks like historically, from a historical um, perspective, they're actually making a lot of progress on the appropriations for the first time in a long time. I think the best kept secret of Washington is that the Senate is actually working in a very bipartisan way to take all of the controversy out of appropriations and to methodically move through bills and get them passed through the Senate. So far, the Senate... Uh, has passed the first minibus bill, uh, a combination of uh, appropriations bills that the House has sent over to them, and they are in the middle of taking up the second one. And even more ambitious than the House, they've added, it came over from the House with financial services and interior, and they've added the transportation HUD bill to that and the agriculture appropriations bill to that. And if the Senate completes work on that early next week, like they're expected to, or the end of this week, rather, while they're expected to, that will take them almost halfway through the appropriations process with bills through the, the Senate floor, well, which is unprecedented in the say, last yeah, how long, 10 to 15 years. Yeah, as, as long as I've been working in this town, for sure. Um, and so this may be the first time we reach the end of the fiscal year. And it is not a complete CR that, <clears throat> that we're looking to pass in order to fund the government. I think there is a very good chance of that. There is always It is always a very tenuous process, and it can go off the rails at any moment. But at this point, you would it would be okay to be a little bit optimistic, because usually these things go to die in the Senate, and the Senate is actually showing a lot of restraint and not loading up these bills with controversial members. Uh, measures and a lot of agreement in terms of the funding levels. And so 
we'll, we'll see where this goes from here. It'll be a strange dynamic if it's the House that turns out to be the more difficult uh, chamber to get appropriations bills through. Well, uh, you know, speaking of, of difficult um, items, I mean, I guess the, the, um, the one thing that's kind of um, kind of the unknown factor is is the president in all of this. He has talked about um, potentially shutting down the government if he doesn't get the amount of funding in the Homeland Security bill for the border wall priority that he wants. Andy, what do you think is are the prospects for um, for getting enough appropriations done so the government isn't shut down because of this? I am skeptical of any government shutdown within a month or so of election day. I think that that would be catastrophic for a lot of people's election prospects if that the government goes into a shutdown it would force members to have to be here in town. It would put all of them on the front page of their local newspapers about not doing their job and just highlighting dysfunction in Congress, which I don't think is where you want to be a month out of re-election. And so while I know the president makes a lot of threats on those types of things and uses a lot of those threats for negotiation uh, leverage, I cannot envision a scenario where the government would shut down come October 1st um, over border wall funding. I would be shocked if that actually occurred. I mean, a lot of people are thinking that what will happen is um, as many of these appropriations bills that they can, they'll get passed and do a short-term CR for Homeland Security where the border funding uh, is provided and do that after the election. And certainly, that certainly would make sense. I, I, I have to believe that in a year where the Senate has worked to take all of the controversy out of those bills and avoid the kind of contentious riders that usually derail this process, for the president to sort of come into this and blow up the whole process over a border wall funding, I think would frustrate everyone on board, including Republicans at this point. So, but overall, I mean, it's, it's like you said, to sum that up on appropriations, a lot of good news in regards to people who, who are looking for regular order or as, or as regular order as possible as we move through these, even though there are some kind of outstanding issues left. Speaking of outstanding issues left, the one big thing uh, and part of the reason why uh, they're, they're going to be, uh, the Senate's going to be in session in August is the Supreme Court uh, vacancy. Um, you know, people obviously want to see that on the Republican side done before the Supreme Court starts their next session on October 1. Um, that would probably be another reason why there wouldn't be a, a need to shut down the government. They wouldn't want that to impact the Supreme Court uh, hearings and so forth. Yeah, I, and the, the Supreme Court nomination, I think it can be very you know, emotional on, on all sides with Democrats in opposition and Republicans pushing very hard for Judge Kavanaugh. But at the end of the day, the changes that were made in the process during the last confirmation when Judge Gorsuch was confirmed make it really difficult for Democrats to block this process in any meaningful way. They can slow it down to some degree, but at the end of the day, if there are 51 votes in the Senate for Judge Kavanaugh, he's going to get confirmed, and it's only a matter of time. And so I think we'll see a lot of protests in town. I think we'll hear a lot of commentary on both sides. But at the end of the day, I think the Senate will navigate its way through that process. And it will, that Judge uh, Justice Kavanaugh, Judge Kavanaugh at this point, will uh, 
be seated on the Supreme Court in time for the October court date, barring some unforeseen circumstances. The one thing to keep in mind is that there is a very small margin for error in this. And if, you know, a senator were to be, you know, absent for any period of time or anything like that, it could uh, totally derail the it process. It could totally screw up the process. Yeah, and as the, at the time that we were recording this, um, Senator Rand Paul announced his support for, um, for Kavanaugh, which was kind of a surprise this early on, which, uh, which is good news for those who, who want his, his uh, nomination to go takes, forward. It takes a little drama out of the... Uh, Absolutely. at this point. And I expect by the next time we do our next podcast um, that uh, Senator Grassley, the chairman of the Judiciary Committee, will have already set the dates for the hearing uh, by that point. So though we expect those to be announced sometime uh, in the coming weeks. So um, by our next podcast, we'll have more of an update on where things stand on that for sure. So let's turn uh, now to uh, the fall outlook when it comes to uh, the election, Andy. So um, there's a lot still on the plate, like we talked about, in regards to bills that have to get passed before uh, the end of the fiscal year. And then they'll be breaking as soon as possible uh, for, for campaign season, before um, the November election. So since our last podcast, you know, has anything really changed on the horizon from some of our outlooks from the last time? Well, I think as you look at some of the more recent polls and trends that Democrats are feeling maybe a little more optimistic right now. They would like the election to be tomorrow because most of the most recent polls that are coming out show the Democrats with a better than 50% chance of taking over the majority in the House. I haven't seen any polls yet that would indicate that they're going to take over the Senate. And there are a lot of really tough races in the Senate, but the, the trend at least at the moment, is that uh, Democrats are poised to make some really big gains in the House, and uh, that would certainly change the dynamic in Washington with a, a Democratic House at this point. Well, obviously, the president's announcements on on tariffs and different trade measures are are putting everything, um, you know, uh, on polar uh, topsy turvy when it comes to predictions with all of this. When it comes to you know who's um, benefiting who's not and how this is all affecting things. So obviously each day brings new um, new surprises to everyone here in Washington as we try to navigate that for for uh, for everybody. Yeah, absolutely. And you know the the Republicans are well aware that the more recent trends have not been as favorable, but being in the majority, they have the ability to direct the agenda in these remaining few months and do their best to try to show to voters that they deserve to get reelected and continue on. And you're going to see Republicans highlighting uh, economic numbers that, you know, are extremely favorable. And in many cases, you know, unemployment at all time lows and, you know, the economy still growing at a, a good clip. Well, you know, you're going to see Democrats talking about some of the divisions beyond things like the Russia investigation, but pointing to President's trade policies and some of the other things that President Trump has done in a way to try to drive some wedges and sort of fire up their base as well. I mean, very good points. And um, obviously, uh, the um, the Manafort trial has started in Alexandria. We'll see how that progresses, and we'll do an update on how the effects of that trial um, are affecting things here in Washington at our next podcast. And um, 
and hopefully we'll have some more updates on um, where legislation is on some of those must-pass items we talked about, like the Farm Bill, FAA, the appropriations, and where things are in the Supreme Court. That's right. And, and all eyes are still waiting to see what happens with the uh, special prosecutor's report, uh, you know. They're hoping to he's uh, to have that. Was that sixty days prior to election is when the the kind of the informal kind of thumbnail sketch of when they wanted to make sure that they um, don't influence elections. I think that that is sort of the the general thinking. It's unclear as there hasn't been anything that's followed the typical uh, process recently, and so who knows when and if the a report would be released. You have no idea what bombshells come out of this trial going on that started today with uh, the former campaign manager. And all of those things certainly can upend already what is expected to be a pretty interesting election cycle. Well, with that, there's obviously a lot up in the air here in Washington. So thank you for joining us this month. Definitely come join us next month as we review all these topics again and see where things um, our, our, our line at the time uh, in the end of August. So, again, thanks so much for joining the Dykema Washington Update podcast, and we look forward to joining you next month. The materials contained in this audio are provided for general information purposes only and do not constitute the legal or other professional advice of Dykema Gossett PLLC and affiliates. Dykema. Neither Dykema nor any other Dykema entity accepts any responsibility for any loss which may arise from reliance on information contained in this audio. Permission is given for the downloading and temporary storage of this audio for the purpose of viewing on a personal electronic device. The contents of this audio are protected by copyright under international conventions, and apart from the permission stated, the reproduction, permanent storage, or retransmission of the contents of this audio is prohibited without the prior written consent of DICOMA. Rules of certain state supreme courts may consider this advertising and require us to advise you of such designation. Copyright 2017, Dykema Gossett, PLLC.